their bros, their dads. One is Big Ball Sack Harry J. Riley. The other is Cautionary Tale Philip Kopsinski. Welcome to Bro Dads. I hope I don't get thirsty during this because I only have one tiny sip of my um, club soda. <laughs> weird club soda that my wife got uh, with nootropics. What is that? I don't know, but there's no <laughs> there is no way it's real. It's spelled N-O-O-Tropics. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a... Yeah, they yeah. made it up. Do you ever... No, that's that's actually, Michael Gladsmire owns that company. <laughs> Dude, that would be a funny thing to be like, listen, we're starting a soda company. Can you scientists put together some chemicals that sound healthy? <laughs> Yeah, well-being tins. Oh, they have well-being tins in this? They have adaptogens? It's just, it's just like bone marrow from, from like, ra- like raccoons that die on the side of the road. Because if they say raccoon bone marrow, you'd, you'd be like, wait a second. Is that good for me? You'd have to be a real hippie to drink some raccoon bone marrow. Yeah, I, I mean... <laughs> the fact that there's an industry in which bone marrow can be eaten and enjoyed is just insane to me. Uh, did I remember one time, the first time I was like grocery shopping, like as a, a young adult, and I walked through the supplements, I'm like, I'm like, shark cartilage? Eight dollars? <laughs> <laughs> if I did, if I had had like a lot of money as a twenty year old, I'd have been such a fucking maniac. <laughs> it's like, let me show you my house filled with shark cartilage. <laughs> I had no money as a twenty year old, and I was a maniac. <laughs> yeah, okay. I bought rims for my Saturn that weren't like fancy rims. They were just they were rims, and they were different, but That's... they weren't like chrome or anything. They were just different. Now as an now as a real adult, I'm like. I should have at least gotten chrome. I almost yelled at a guy for trying to sell me chrome, for trying to sell me rims one time, <laughs> and he was just doing his job. Like I was like, "Yeah, I just want some. I want my regular tires. I want. I want. I was like, I want wheels for my tires so I can just change them myself." Yeah, and I'm like, "Give me the fifty dollar wheels." <laughs> And this guy's like, well, you know, we just had these come back, and it's only like a hundred and fifty per rim. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, man, I don't, I don't want that. Like, I don't, I like, I just, I like, I was like, I. Well, the only reason I didn't go to the junkyard, <laughs> they didn't. And I, actually, the only reason I didn't buy, I should let me rephrase. The only reason I didn't buy from the junkyard is <laughs> because they didn't have the bolt pattern I wanted. <laughs> And, and, you know, they were like, because they, they usually take the good rims and put them up front. Yeah. You know, at the junkyard. And, <laughs> and, and so they were like, well, you know, for $5, you can walk around this grave of cars. And I'm like, shit, man, this sounds like just good money after bad. <laughs> so, so I was like, just give me the $50 rims, dude. And he's like, man, that's crazy. 150 like, these are crazy. And I go, you know what's crazy? 
decorative rims for a car that I <laughs> don't give a shit about. I'm, I'm like, and I'm like, in the Les Schwab, I'm like, I, I don't want to look stupid. Yeah. People who have these look, and I'm like saying yeah. this in front of, I'm like, people who have these look stupid. And he's because like, because they do. <laughs> like, someone who has like a, an 89 Cutlass, but it's on 20 inch chromed out rims without the rims and the wheels cost about six grand and the car in kbb is worth two grand yeah and it's like great. you are not doing life correctly i love that stuff some guy like puts a spoiler on a camry yeah it's like what first of all did you order that spoiler yeah. or were you just being a porch pirate and that's the one <laughs> item that you got and you're like well I put it on the old Camry, dude. That's a hilarious idea. Everyone who tricks out a cheap car is just someone who steals Amazon packages. <laughs> who just got lucky. <laughs> like this is the first nightgown I didn't get. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though, when uh, I had my PT Cruiser and I was and I was getting into drag racing, I kind of hopped both of them up. I mean, not outside, but wait, were you doing inside. illegal drag racing? No, out at the uh, out at the casino. Oh, they would man. do Friday night drags. You, you pay thirty bucks, and you would just, and you would just be out there with other people, and you go, "Hey, you wanna, you wanna race?" Dude, and then can you, you do would, that with a Ridge Line? Man, you could do that with any. Man, can I saw you, people out there with rented cars. Yeah, just anything. Yeah, and that was what was so fun about it was, uh, just being able to you, because you're getting all your madness out. Yeah, without the. Tickets and the accidents yeah. and everything because I was doing it for four years. No one like wrecked anything. Well, yeah. I, that's a lot because my car got hit from behind because someone's uh car um wasn't in gear and it rolled into mine. So, there, was that they, an insurance claim or was it just yeah, like, it was an insurance claim? Oh, okay, yeah. all right, cool. I would think that would be like, well, you pay to play kind of a situation, you know. Yeah, no, I no, I it's. Maybe they've changed it now, you know. But when I was out there doing those races, the the my insurance was like, "Well, are you doing it for money?" I was like, "No, I mean a PT <laughs> I'm Cruiser. <laughs> I mean a PT like I understood what I had. You know, I'm not yeah. I'm not an idiot. I know what I got. It's a PT Cruiser. It's it was made for it was made for old people going to bingo, and I just happened to have the one with the turbo, and it was." Like a sleeper, you know? yeah. so people who had like the souped-up Hondas and stuff, they thought, "Man, my mom has one of these." Yeah. And then you could you could beat them, but it wasn't like you had a legit race car. It wasn't a legit race car in any sense of the word. Yeah, yeah you know, I've 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 had the like Enterprise rent a car. Yeah, yeah, I they have I, four speeds. The automatic is a four speed. I mean, it's man, it, it makes me want to rent a car. Could you, is it just straight, or do you? Yeah, it's can just you a turn? just a drag. Oh, it makes me want to go rent a car and do that. I mean, and pay, pay for well, the insurance. Well, they do. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. I mean, yeah, because I mean, when you pay for the insurance, they're like anything can happen, and you just bring it back, no big deal. I'm like, yeah. all right, like, <laughs> that's I don't get the insurance. The last, like, <laughs> I got insurance like a long time, like 10, 15 years ago, and I'm like, what's it like to just drive a car up on the sidewalk? <laughs> 
dude, I just was like, just, I mean, I'll tell you what, well, all it takes, four inches. I mean, not even that. Like, the radius, I mean, it's not much. And then I'm like, I was like going 30 of my wheels on this, like what, two wheels on the sidewalk. And I'm like, whoa, you could just do this? And then, you know, one of the dips hit, and I'm like, I was like, should I slow down? I'm like, got the insurance, man. I'm paying $19 a day for that. And it's just like, kadunk, kadunk. And I'm like, I got to stop this. What am I doing? And then, like, you just walk away. <laughs> That's how you T bone someone, and they're like, we need your insurance. Like, hey, take it up with Enterprise, man. Just, I'm calling an Uber. I'm out of here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I've ever had a problem with a rental car, I did not get the insurance. Because one time, someone, uh, when I was in Tacoma, got done that with that weekend, and I was just going to the bank. Uh, I'm, at, I'm at a red light, and it's on kind of like an incline. The people in front of me run out of oh. gas, and they just... You know how, like, in life, there's... You know, you, you know about... Uh, the fight or flight response. Yeah. But see, there's a third response. Fight, flight, freeze up. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that just freeze, their brain just locks up, and they just don't know what to do because their car ran out of gas and it stopped and it started rolling back. They didn't put the brakes on. Yeah, even though they, it, it was a manual. So that means... I don't they, think you should say their name. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but you know, when you're in a manual, you're kind of conscious of the things you have to do in it. And, and for uh. them, they were just like, and it just came back. And I'm in the whole time, I'm like, this car isn't going to hit me. They're going to press the. Oh, dude. You're in Tacoma. It was going to hit Bam, hit the car. <laughs> God damn. They get out. You were in me. Yeah, and the whole and, and it was like two. Oh, how do I say? Two non-binary looking people. I don't. I don't even know if they were binary. I don't. They were just in. You know those onesies where it's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a goat. I'm a, I'm a panda. Oh, they both were furries, them, maybe. Maybe both of them had on one. And they were like, oh, we just ran out of gas, and then it started rolling back, and I didn't know well, what to do. Well, maybe they were one of those costumes where someone's at the front of the horse and the other's the back of the horse? Well, well, the front of the horse was driving, so I would suspect. <laughs> well, you would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I would not want a horse's ass driving. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's furry, man. Yeah. <laughs> the fight or flight response, dude, right, a couple hours before. Like today, the reason we had to get together later, this is midnight edition of Bro Dads. Bro Dads. Uh, I was uh, using a tractor uh, at my shop. Uh, in uh, And uh, you talk about fight or flight. I got too close to the chain link fence and I I, I bumped it. And I, it, well, and then it, it it rained. And so I got this tractor that I rented kind of ha- like stuck. And it was not a big oh. deal because it, <laughs> it was stuck again. And so I knew how to get it out, but I was yeah. like, it was just a pain in the ass. I'm like, oh, I gotta get my chain in my truck. <laughs> <laughs> and then no one else, like normally, if you get stuck, you're like, I have another person. Like you're like, put gas on the tractor, and I'm gonna gas on the truck. Yeah. But I was just like, reef. I was just like, 
jerking the tractor and then the chain's tight and then I would be able to go an inch and then the slack would go in the chain it would start spinning out again and then I'd get back in the truck and refit again anyway holy crap so I had my method I was like no big deal no big deal if I get stuck you have friends dude yeah, but I'm not. Gonna you could be. call someone up. Yeah, but I only daylight. I was burning daylight. I got. I'm like, I got dirt to move around this lot, <laughs> and so and that's so, guys for you, man. That is that's a definite suffer guy thing. alone, dude. I, yeah. not, not only do I have friends, I have employees in the building, and they were looking too. Like, is he? No, no, I, I was on the windowless side <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Well, uh, yeah, it would have been funny though to get the bookkeeper and be like, "Hey, you mind gunning this tractor for me?" <laughs> Man, it was a, dude, it was, they, anyway. So I bump, I bump. It, so there's a wood pile and a camp, like a camper that this guy owns next to us. And uh, I'm stuck in the chain link fence. the the front The front loader is stuck, and I'm and I'm and I'm not and I'm like I'm like ooh, this is frustrating. And I'm like wrecking the fence a little bit, and I'm yeah. like, oh no, oh no. And I'm I'm stuck. The wheels are stuck. Oh, it's one of those situations where like, if you lose your tempo or something, you can ruin this whole fence. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you start, yeah. if you're just like start just jerking all the levers, you're just gonna cause a lot of damage. Yeah. And so I'm like, be cool, man. Just reverse and right and anyway it's not See, that's not a man thing a, a man will <clears throat> yeah. a man will quickly get mad and then ruin the whole fence and then well the so i'm like trying to gently get it out and i'm trying i'm trying like i'm like how am i gonna get out of this you know and i'm trying to fix it and uh i bump the fence i bump this like like stack of wood and then it falls onto their camper and oh. i literally just turned the i just i was like <gasps> and i just turned the <laughs> The, the tractor off and ran away. <laughs> what? I shouldn't say ran. I mean, I like sped walk away. I'm like, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. And I'm like, did that make how loud of a sound did that make? That sounded pretty loud. And that tra- and this, dude, this tra- so I was gonna get like a big eight thousand pound like uh cat like cat like a you know like a bulldozer. Yeah. But they started doing all this work at the field next to me. It's like car lot. Yeah, and they got. I mean, I'm looking at like what a full size bulldozer looks like, and I'm like, shit, that's. I'm, I can't get one of those, <laughs> you know. And so I call the rental boys. I'm like, man, how big is it? And they're tell, they're like, what is a catch gear bid flat wagon eighty yeah. incher? You know, I'm like, I don't understand any of the words. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I'm like, can you tell me? The model and I can Google image, you know. <laughs> so then he's like, "I got a Kubota tractor and I can, it, it won't take a semi to load it." And I'm like, "The other thing takes a semi, you know." Good. And God. so anyway, so they show up and dude, this tractor. I'm like, "This is smaller than my dad's tractor that we had growing up." Yeah. And I'm like, "I'm like, God." And we start it. Was it a John Deere that your dad had? Uh, no, no, but it's 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 that style of okay. tractor, like a like a tractor you could get at like Harbor Freight. Pretty yeah. soon, you know, and I started up, and it's like, oh, and I'm like, Gee. oh man, that brings back memories. Those, <laughs> those were the, the ones that we had on the farm with the wheels. It was just a like a tricycle, yeah, and it would be two wheels on the front, but it would be in like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. That's because wow. you probably had a guy like me drive it. They, were, they, were, they weren't, they weren't bent inward until you had someone like me rocking it back and forth in some silt or whatever was happening, and so I do. Right away, I'm like, man, I can make this work. It's just gonna be a little harder. And uh, right away, I, I like, it's, it's not doing well pushing the dirt. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, I'll just give it more gas. 
And so I just give him more gas, and I just start push the gas pedal, and I'm just like, and it's like, and it kills it, and like the hood is like does a little like pop, and I'm expecting smoke to come. Like this thing is like a cartoon dragon. Yeah, I killed it like three times. I mean, the amount of work I did was not much, and I'm like, and then it starts, and then I'm like, kind of getting the hang of it, and I'm like, all right, okay, I got it stuck once, but now I'm doing okay. I'm moving some stuff around. I'm kind of getting a rhythm. Uh, but, uh, dude, it started raining so hard on me and then you you can't, Oh, it doesn't have a canopy on top. No, but, but also you like, you can't move mud around Yeah, and yeah. you know, you can't move like, and so I'm like, God damn it. And so I'm like, I had to, I had to park it and everything, but then it just, it was like the, it was like a siren calling me, you know, uh, the rest of the day. Once, <laughs> once, it stopped, <laughs> once it stopped raining, I'm like. This Kubota wants me, you know? <laughs> and so then I was like, just get in there and maybe do a little more work. And then I was like, I was like, okay, I'm doing. And then it got to the point where I moved enough dirt, and I'm like, almost getting it stuck many times over. And I'm like, I should be done. And I was like, but maybe I could just do a little. Bit <laughs> I could just do a little bit near this fence, I real think you, quick. I think you really was digging driving this tractor. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it was yeah. so fun. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, yeah, working heavy machinery is. Uh, a pretty good time. <laughs> and so the thing I'm going to rent, I think I got it figured out. I'm going to rent like a thing with like tank, you know, like tracks. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be sick. So yeah. I'm going to get, I'm going to, I, I saw a place that's got it. Uh, and uh, yeah, dude, I'm pretty stoked. I can't wait to, I think that's going to be next week. I'm looking at the forecast. I'm going to be moving around dirt. And uh, you know, just breaking my neighbor's shit. <laughs> after I after it rained, dude, I was in the corner of our lot, and there's this guy's always yelling at his dog. Yeah. And every time I got close, I'm like, man, this guy's place smells like a goddamn dog, dude. <laughs> and then I got home and I smelled my wet clothes. I'm like, oh fuck, dude, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> I smell like a wet dog. <laughs> man, I hate. Getting, I hate getting wet in my clothes. Like yeah. getting caught in the rain is my worst thing, and that happened to and that happened to me earlier this week. That just got wet, and the whole time I'm just like, "This is, this is ruining everything that was good." I like it because I, um, I have a, I have a hard time showering. <laughs> like, That's what Shauna says about me. <laughs> she has a hard time showering. You no, have a hard time showering. Yeah, could, well, because to me, if I don't have a show or anything that's going to exert energy, mm -hmm. I'll go every other day. Like yeah. I wash my face and brush my teeth every day, but taking a full shower, it's like my body didn't do anything that would put dirt on it. But if I like, um, com like doing a comedy show, I sweat so much, I got to take a shower. So yeah. that, but she's like. You take a shower every day. And I'm like, look, if our ancestors were doing, you know, two times a year, my once every day, every other day is all right. Yeah, the pilgrims would have never made it westward if they oh. would have had to stop and take a whore's bath in a creek every Hell no. every 500 meters or whatever. And then they had to pray all the time. <laughs> I'm sorry for being naked out here with the deer. Dude, I'm, na I'm nasty, though. Like, I I'll go do, like, a full workout where I'm like, like having to wipe down a bench. It's <laughs> like my, I'll, I'll leave like, I'll leave a head shaped <laughs> thing of sweat on a, on a bench press. <laughs> and then I'll just put on my regular clothes and go about my day. Man, see, I, I can't do that just because <laughs> I feel so sticky after and it's just so annoying. But when I was a kid, but when I was young, when I was a kid, 
I would be covered in mud and just and just take those clothes off, put on non-muddy clothes, and be like, "Yep, we're back out." That's what I'm turning yeah. into with this excavation project. <laughs> I walked into a workout today and my hands were dirty and I'm sweating and I wipe my face and now I got hand and I got like dirt on my face. You walk around looking like Rambo. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Like, oh shit, what's what's that guy training for? <laughs> oh my god, dude, is that guy about to take over a small village that doesn't like vets? <laughs> Move along, drifter. I just benched 135 pounds, I'll have you know. <laughs> when I first saw Rocket, because not Rocket, when I when I first saw Ramble, I saw it after maybe three movies. The, the first four movies came out. Uh, and so when I saw the original Rocky, I mean, Rambo. when I saw the original Rambo, I, it's amazing to me how they took that and just went 180 in a different direction. Yeah. Because that first Rambo was heartfelt. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's a really good yeah. movie. Sylvester Stallone was always looked at as like a, you know, meathead, but he wrote Rocky. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he wrote Rambo, but uh, he's got a yeah. he's got an Academy Award. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't have an Academy Award, especially mm-hmm. not for writing. No, he's the Bruce Springsteen's of meatheads. <laughs> <laughs> he captured the working man's <laughs> dilemma. I, I think that I think that's what happens when he fell into that '90s action uh, group with Van Damme, Siegel, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, where it was like. They don't talk that much in the movie. They just kill people and move on to the next scene. But that dude, I feel, I feel like if he didn't, if uh, he didn't take that turn to action star, yeah, he could have been a a decent, like normal actor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I would he, agree with that. He, he's, he, he can totally do. But when it. they do, when they back up to your house with a, you know. Dump truck yeah. of money, like what are yeah, you gonna yeah, do? Yeah, but people always when people always go, why did why is there nineteen rockets? It's like because they made a quadrillion dollars yeah. and they paid Sylvester Stallone a third of that. Yeah. That dude, he he could have stopped working after the third one. He had, he had he had he had like 40, 50 million in nineteen eighties money. Yeah, that's so he so was good wild. to go. So to him, when you get to that level, you. You're looking, you're looking di- totally differently at movies and stuff. You're not looking at movies like. Well, look at oh. Johnny Depp. Here yeah. he, he chased these these uh, kind of niche movies and dramatic roles and all this for years, and then Disney was like, "Put on this a- hat and act like a weirdo, yep. and we'll pay you all the money." And then he's yep. like, and then the I mean, dude, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies for him are. Wa- there was a point I remember being in Disney, and I was like, "There's a Mad Hatter." everywhere and there's like people dressed up like uh like uh, jack sparrow and you would go on rides and see jack sparrow i'm like this is turning into like johnny depp park yeah (laughs) and he gets which i think is cool he gets percentages from merch sales and stuff I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a lot. I don't think it's like a large percentage, but one percent of a hundred of a hundred billion dollars in a year yeah. is still way more money than you're gonna spend in your lifetime. So he's set. That's why he dresses like a weirdo now. That's why he's yeah. basically uh, a full time weirdo. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you could, t- like, it's funny because you're like, oh, he takes private planes, but it's like, I guess you would kind of have to if you're him. 
Like, could you imagine? Dude, all right. <laughs> so after this weekend, I can understand why a star would want to take oh, yeah. a let's private s- plane. Let's tell everybody what uh, what you did this weekend. Oh, it's pretty um, exciting. I I was one of the comedians at uh, the, let me get it right, the Wet Hot Bad Magic Summer Camp 2023. And I'm going to tell you, uh, I'll tell you straight up, uh, it was probably one of the best weekends I've ever had in doing anything in my life. But uh, the first day... Whoa, 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 whoa. Better than that gig we did at Horseshoe Bend in Idaho, dude? <laughs> we had a place across the street from the river. No, uh, that, w- that was dope. <laughs> but we made that... <laughs> You made that old couple leave. I mean, it was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, that was nice. We drove through Dan Cummins' uh, yeah, home. Uh, original home, home though. Yeah. yeah, that was that's maybe why he booked you. But I, <laughs> the one thing about that show we did and the summer camp, they didn't have perfectly shaped asses just walking around. Oh yeah, I bet Dan's attracting a lot of uh, pr- primo ladies. Dude, it was, it was fucking insane. And, and they well and they are all it's all it's all his fans right yeah and they all to get access to him so he had to be could well, he even walk a hundred feet well that's camp? that that's kind of that's where I was kind of understanding the Johnny okay. Depp thing was that he he wasn't he wasn't really out and about yeah. normally like uh so the camp is like a like they have it, it's a it's a camp but it's like Oh, businesses can come here for retreats and stuff. It, it, they it. cater yeah. to a lot of different clientele. So they are really good at how do they service uh, like these CEOs and these top-level people. So Dan and Lindsay were mainly just being driven around on the back of these uh, golf carts and stuff. So you would – because I saw Chad and Kelsey just walking normally – and Chad, when Chad stopped to talk to me, he got accosted by like five people. Oh, like man. a guy came out of the Ch- bushes. Chad I- Daniels is part of this festival, so if you're not yeah. familiar, top top most listened to comic on Pandora, over a billion views. Yeah. So we're talking, you know, these are A list comics that he's booking on this these, festival, and Chad is Chad is <laughs> legit. And yeah. Uh, all right, so there was one instance. This lady walks up, and Chad, Kelsey, me, and I'm looking at this lady, and I'm looking at Kelsey, and I'm like, this is Kelsey, but with dark hair. <laughs> like, this woman was fucking a smoke show. Yeah. And she, you know, and she's sitting there, she's talking, and I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm looking at her, like, if Chad was not with Kelsey right now, like or if they weren't in a relationship, Chad would be able to fit his lower half of his body in this lady's <laughs> mouth. This lady wants him and wants him now. I, I guarantee you, <clears throat> Chad's act and just his vibe—he never had any problem. I mean, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know, but I I'm can, guessing no, that this I can't dude see this guy ever having a problem with yeah meeting catching women. a lady. And yeah, same, you know, same with Dan. I'm sure too. I mean, these guys just come across as fun. Yeah, you know, affable guys that are approachable. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I definitely scared the shit out of women. Like, <laughs> they see me at a show and they're like, hmm. See, I have, 
I have the exact same response, but for different reasons. Because, like, when I got there, man, my I was mentally not there. I, I just to be honest with you and the podcast, I I was really on the verge because I felt when I got there, I felt like an imposter. Oh, because yeah, that's, that's a real thing in the you, world of comedy. Yeah, you got yeah. Kelsey Cook. She's her special has two million views on YouTube. I don't care how cynical you are, two million views on a video that anybody can click on is a lot. Yeah, Chad Daniels, number one listen guy on on Pandora, billion views. Dan, like number two. Yeah, yeah, Dan is number two. Yeah, yeah. Doug, Doug is you know people know that people know him. I didn't you know I knew him, I knew of him, yeah. but I didn't know like. A lot about him. I told you it was gonna be. I told and, you it was cool. And then here's my black ass is sitting there and is like, "Well, I will be a, doing a show in Wednesday for fifty bucks if everything, you know." So I, I was really, I like it was really eating them. I, I was really. How'd the sets go? Oh, we only did one show, but uh, I mean, I, I would rate it. At a eight and a half, yeah, all right. You know, I didn't mess up, and you know, it was a, it was it was one of my better sets I've ever had. Uh, I wouldn't call it a ten because I, for a ten, I got to get that pop yeah, from a joke yeah. where, but I still where you got to pause, yeah, got to let the you got to let the laughter, yeah, yeah. It's and I only like, had a fifteen, yeah, I only yeah. had a fifteen minute set, so <clears throat> you know, when you're a headliner and you have and someone's like, do fifteen minutes. That is hard. People, right. if you only have 15 minutes, 20 minutes, someone tells you to do 15 minutes, you're like, all right, I'm going to do my 15 minutes. Especially for a, I mean, that, how many, I mean, that was a, it's not necessarily a big show. I mean, I'm sure there are hundreds of people. Was it a thousand? Um, 500 people were at the camp, and all 500 of those damn people yeah, for sure. were sitting in that barn. <clears throat> but a hot audience. Oh, man, they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as dude, hot as it can be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, could, you couldn't have done no wrong. No one was going to bomb. Well, in that group, I mean, yeah. that would be a tough. But no one's probably going to bomb anyway. Yeah. But everybody can pick from hours of material. Yeah, like everybody's <clears throat> sitting up there. Yeah. Doug has at least he has three specials that I saw. Dan has eleven hundred <laughs> specials. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chad has all this. Kelsey. So what I so what I usually do in a situation like that is, what what's going on where I can throw some quick jokes out real quick yeah, and then do something that's established that uh, will just rock it. So I, you know, I did the, I did like a little opening where it was just uh, like, man, there's so many sexy women here. And I, and I went to Dan and asked him, Hey man, you know how many sexy fans you got? And he's got this, he's got this character called chicken Joe. Yeah. Who's a pimp. Yeah. yeah. And the opening is bok bok playboy. And I just did that. And they pop. Man, yeah. it popped so hard. I was like, <laughs> I could do anything I want right now, yeah. and I'm not going to. Yeah. So I just went and did my set. <clears throat> but, dude, man, that Thursday, I, I just, I was like, what the fuck am I doing, man? <laughs> I, I, have no, I have no reason being here. Uh, my career has been spinning for five years now. Uh, and I get it. I, I get it. But you Damn. held your own with all those comics. It wasn't like you were the low point of the show. That show had to be like 
right, you know, from right from the get go, you know. Yeah. How much time did Dan do? Um, he did about 30, 35. How long was the show? Because I imagine Kelsey and Chad probably did twenty. Kelsey and Chad did twenty five. Doug did fifteen. I did fifteen. And were they hot the whole time? Oh man, it was. Who emceed? Um, Doug. Doug emceed and did his fifteen. Wow. And that had to be. Just a killer show, man. Yeah. And did it feel like people were tired at the end? No. Because right afterward, right afterward, there was something else going on, and everybody just went and did that. So (laughs) it was... What a cool... What a cool event. Dude, it was legit. legit. You know, like when people put things on, you could kind of see where costs were cut in certain areas. Yeah, yeah. they They didn't... Spent hundred and ten percent of their budget. It wasn't like that, but they everything was legit. There was a shuttle to get um, from the airport to oh, the because nice. the the place was like two hours away from uh, New Jersey. So, uh, did you ride the shuttle with the fans or with? Yeah, the- yeah, because no one knew who I was. <laughs> Colt, Colt, Colt. Yeah. Colt. <laughs> oh man, that thing was go. Yeah, Dude, I gotta believe that. Yeah, was man, that's so cool, man. And. uh you know, you get you're getting three meals a day and and great great meals. It's not like they're cheaping out in, in and it's any not way. just comedy. They got like uh, they got like uh, they had a drag show the first night. They had a drag and show. it was a legit drag show. It was not like a me oh, with a mop on my head. Yeah, 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 you know, like a guy who didn't shave and he just putting on makeup. <laughs> These people were legit. Like one of the ladies was a choreographer. What? I guess I, I guess it's right to say late. I don't know. I, I don't know. So if I'm wrong, please don't shit on me. I, I you just say don't Queens. Know. One of the yeah, Queens. Queens. Uh, I don't know what she was, but her name was Pataya. So you can probably look that up. Like Papaya, but with a T. Was a choreographer. This person did the entire routine for um, the J Lo halftime show dance. Yeah. Key for key. And it was bur- you, and because they're masters at makeup, yeah, yeah. she looked like a tiny J Lo. A tiny J Lo? Yeah, because she, I think she was like maybe Cambodian or maybe oh, okay. a Filipino. So, yeah. so she was smaller, smaller <clears throat> yeah, yeah. in statue. But I was like, this, these are not people pretending. These no, are, this is a professional yeah. uh, drag artist. Yeah. Wow. So, did were there musicians during the day and stuff? Yeah, too? they had yeah, um, they had musicians. Man. They had uh. They had kind of like a a a, a more older band. Uh, the first night, the second night, they had a more uh, contemporary band, and then the last night they had um, it was basically a rave. The last night, and uh, after the drag show, you know, I, I start I looking around like, man, this is Dan has cultivated all these people. That is wild. And all these people, and these these tickets are not cheap. Sure, but but I mean, what an event. Yeah. Like, I mean, you like know. Like, you yeah. got your, if you didn't think you got your money's worth, I don't know what you were expecting. Because you got, you <laughs> yeah, got, yeah. you got food. You got food, lodging. The alcohol was yeah. free. All oh you had to do was tip. Oh, my God. And guess this. So they do, Dude. so they do these for, for grown adults all the time. They said that was <laughs> the first group. Because, um, what they do is they will have like, uh. Uh, like a beer garden and like wines and all this stuff in these little uh, 
like a like a food truck thing. Yeah, yeah. And it'll just you know it just be out there. But they also had coolers with beer and soda and water. They said that was the first group that didn't just steal all the beer out of the cooler <laughs> because it is not like those groups didn't also get the memo that all the drinks are free. Yeah, those drinks are free to the people to the. If you're there, yeah. they're free. And they still stole them. Yeah. And that was the first group they said that just, like, at the end of the night, they were like, oh, there's still beer and stuff in here. So that shows you what type of people. Well, he's cultivated a hell of an audience. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's pretty unreal. You know, it's. It's uh, a one of a kind. But a, a good comedy audience is really, like, they're invested in. The, it's like that, you know. It's weird. It's like a real personal thing. Like yeah. if it was, you know, if it was a celebrity doing this that comes out and make an appearance. Not that Dan's not a celebrity, but he's, you know, um, he, it's not like a like if it was like a, the, the practical jokers do like a cruise or yeah, something, right? Yeah. Or like, uh, or if it was a ba- like bands will be like coming to come to my cruise. This happens, yeah. cruise, and they come out. They sit in a fancy room the whole time, and then some guy's like, okay, let's put some, let's give you some Coke and <laughs> brighten you up and yeah. wheel you out in front of these people that paid a thousand dollars to be here or whatever. Like, I mean, the fact that he probably was seen during the day by them. I yeah. Mean, and he, yeah. they did meet, they did like three or four meet and greets every day. Yeah. No, Dan it's, is one of the most generous people I've seen just like with his audience. Like he will sit there. I mean, and, and just, Talk to now. I'm granted. I'm sure now he's doing theaters and shit. He's probably there's no time, not enough time. But when he was at clubs, he would sit there. Yeah, and, and it, it didn't. He didn't give a shit if people were buying stuff. He would just sit there, and they'd be like, "I saw you back here, and you were playing." Yeah. And he wouldn't like rush, you know, because you know, you know how it is when people kind of yeah. go on too yeah. long, and you're like. Yeah, okay. Well, I got to deal with this other person, so maybe I can't listen to you tell me about how your doctor changed the prescription recently for you. You know, like Dan's like, "Oh my god, how many milligrams?" I'm like, "Jesus Christ, dude. How long are we going to be here?" But you know, but you know why I think he does that because he's one of us. He's a he's a role yeah, comic. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He's put in so many dues. It's like you got to yeah. be so thankful to have an audience. I think that yeah. I think that's what it is. He understands that I don't, I don't think that what he is now is a, an anomaly. I think that's what happens when the work and you put in yeah. meets a little bit of luck. But I don't think it's I don't think it's like fifty percent luck. I think it's like ten percent luck and ninety percent everything else he put into it. Yeah. Because all this stuff takes luck. Now, when I worked with Theo Vaughn, it was his last year doing clubs yeah. and Burke Kreischer for that matter. They they all those guys they they had put in. I mean, shit, 15 years of just on the road every weekend. And so when they were finally selling tickets... And 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 to some extent, I think Bert Kreischer was always selling tickets, but to to selling out, like, sold-out shows, they they would sit there and talk to every single person. And, I mean, I would... I could see that, you know? I mean, I could absolutely see that. And he's not an extrovert either, so it's not like this is something he enjoys. (laughs) He's not sitting there, you know, getting energy from it. And... They bought birthday cakes for people who had birthdays during the camp. But here's the here's the best thing. Here's so the best wild. thing. This is gonna this is gonna blow your asshole off. So they did a a live scared to death. Uh, it was like under this uh-huh. canopy that they do basketball or whatever. It's outside. They, they finished the show and they're like, "Hey, stay right here for a second. We got a surprise for you, but we want to make sure it's ready." 
No, no one knows what's going on, but people are assuming fireworks. And what a weird thing to no, assume. No one's going to turn down fireworks. I've never met a human that's like, nah. No right, were people like bustling? Like, I heard this was built on an old Indian graveyard. <laughs> well, this is Pennsylvania, and, so yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they didn't sell fireworks back then, man. Yeah. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> so we go out into this field, and they had fucking drones. Oh, my God. Like a Dude, drone animation. The whole Time Suck universe, uh, all the characters Jeez. in the sky oh with God. drones. That's and the whole time, I, and, and, and uh. everybody's mind is fucking blown because the only time anybody's ever seen something like that is at the Super Bowl, the Bellagio, like yeah. million dollar productions. <laughs> Ukraine. <And> it's, yeah. <laughs> it's out. <laughs> 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 if, if there was a Russian, they would have been running for the water. Yeah, it was a yeah. lot of They're them. coming for us. And I mean, dude, it I the whole time I was just going, whoa. Because <laughs> this was not cheap. That could not have been cheap. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. no way. I don't know. I could see some guy with this drone show That's and then be like, no one's hiring me. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta drop my prizes. <laughs> it was in. Incredible! It was I had never seen anything like that in the skies before, and I look in the sky all the time, <laughs> I, dude. So you flew you, this? You you he flew all the way out. This whole thing, and you had all you were really required to do was the like fifteen minutes. Yeah, they didn't have you. There's no point where they're like, oh, uh, hey, we we have a filtration system. We need to have no, wow, which I felt, which I felt wild, so bad dude. because Doug, when they did the one in twenty twenty two. Doug was kind of like the MC that, like a lot of games and stuff that would happen. He would, oh, you know, kind yeah, of yeah. marshal it. And I was like, man, I could, you know, I could do a couple of these. Because by the end, Doug didn't have a voice. I bet. He was just running off a of soul. I mean, because he sounded like an old, like, jazz musician. <laughs> like, he was just sitting there, you know, he's talking about, like, um, He's talking about like his like his little cousin and picking up his dog. And he's like, "Well, you know, I'm, when I get on back down there in Austin, I gotta pick up my dog from a dog sitter." And I'm like, "You need to make a jazz album right now. That shit will sell a million copies." Man, it was dude. It was it was incredible. The people were so nice. I probably could have got a. I probably could have gotten laid like nine times, but I'm an idiot, so I don't. I don't I don't mess with that shit. Yeah, all you right. You know cuz your mind cuz you know cuz your mind is like mm, this person is too close and too peppy. But you don't want to you don't want to be like so you you want me to <laughs> fuck you in this um cabin while Hey, did you get one of the sweets? <laughs> that's weird. Oh. And that stuff was going on. I, I don't have. I there don't were have people any, getting. There were people hooking up. There was people. There was massive amounts of people hooking up. Oh man! And so I, were there like were there was like pretty open drunkenness. Yes, <laughs> but but it was no one was no one was a mean drunk, oh, and it was yeah, yeah. and it was open like mushrooms and stuff. Because the last night at the rave, I kind of just like let go, and at the. So I'm back on the plane, come back to Spokane, and Lindsay texts me, and she's like, I heard that you got pretty wild last night. Were oh. you on anything? And I was like, 
I had a Coca-Cola. Oh. <laughs> That's the only thing. I had water and Coca-Cola. And I, I was just, because I told, because she, she kind of knew how I felt when I got there, that I felt kind of like they wasted their money on me. And uh, so she, so she must have thought like, oh, well, Harry just, let's, let's go. But no, I just. It was, it was after the show. Yeah. You probably felt, you know. You probably felt like, well, shit, man. They wanted me here. I mean, at that point, yeah. you, you're relieved. You did a good job. You were yeah. part of a. I mean, that had to be a killer show. Man, when I got off the stage, when I got off the stage and I was sitting down, and Chad came up and uh, gave me a, a pound and was like, "That was fucking good." <laughs> I, you know, at at that point, yeah. someone could have came behind me and blown my fucking head off, yeah, and yeah. I would have, and heaven would have just existed for me because that to have those types of people yeah um appreciate what you do is i mean it's insane now dude when some when a comic that you respect comes up and and is like man that was a good job or whatever especially it's one i mean i remember I, that like that if you're saying you spent it out for five years like that it, it's funny i don't know if he would realize that or if he's ever had that moment but I don't know. I would bet for another three years, you'll think of that moment and be like, "Man, fuck this!" I yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that that stuff like that can carry you through. Yeah. I was at a point where I was about, I was like, "Man, I think this is a waste of time." I wow. don't know what to do. You know, I don't know what. This was a long time. This is like 2017, 18, maybe. Oh, okay. And I was just like, because I was, I was, I was on a tear, man. I was like doing comedy a lot. Yeah. And uh, and I was, but I was never getting anything. I was never headlining anything better than like uh, just a shit bar gig, you know, where people yeah. are like, you got to act like a maniac to yeah. get their attention, you know, yeah. and the kind of gig where you like th might throw your voice out. Yeah. You know, oh, because, yeah, know you know what I mean? One. Yeah. Or, or, you know, or you just go in there like a, you know, like you're getting shot out of a rocket, dude. <laughs> dude, I mean, I, I would, I remember doing some of these gigs and just walking and just starting with my dirtiest material. Yeah. Which is like not, I mean, if you're at a club, you kind of want to be like, you know, I'd always be like, you got to get that comedy pussy wet. You can't, just, <laughs> you can't, you can't just slide in there. But I, dude, I would, st I would start shows and be like, uh, I know I wanted to marry my wife because one time uh, when we watched a. Uh, Transvestite in Amsterdam, fuck a guy with a dildo helmet. I would start my fucking hour <laughs> set like that in some shit bar, you know, just because I was like, man, I was just like, fucking, let's, let's just make this happen. And, uh, wow. And, uh, you know, and I, was, I was getting good feature work, but yeah. it was just, I was just like, how can I, you know, I mean, you know, that, that's, you don't get lodging yeah. as a feature, you know, you know, and so anyway, I, Dude, I worked that with, feels uh, good to hear. <clears throat> I, but you know, I worked with Augie Smith. Yeah. And uh, we worked, uh, it was like a th uh, Wednesday, Thursday was off. We had Friday, Saturday in Medford, that you know, that run where we used to do Coos Bay. Yeah. Uh, you know. And then, do you remember we used to go back and then have to do that casino in Squim? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. So that and, the, and that Squim room wasn't bad, but it sort of was like, what are we doing here? Yeah. You yep. know, it was like yep. one of those gigs where it's yep. just like eight people who go mm -hmm. there every Wednesday and they're like... Like, there it's like an old person, you know. They're like, "How oh, my bingo friends died," <laughs> and uh, we had a we had a very good weekend in Medford. And I remember I remember having very good sets because I was like, I was at a point where I was like, I, I mean, the the guy I opened for before that, I I, I ruined his set, you know. Yeah. And so, 
But I, he could, you know, he had a hard time following me. It ruined the show. I mean, it really ruined the show. Well, but, that's that's his fault. I can't. Yeah, no, and yeah. I and I get that. But I yeah. was kind of like, can I please headline this? You know, and and but there was no budging there. And so then I was working with Augie, and I was like, well, I, and the nice thing was I was it was freeing to work with Augie because I yeah. was like, I can I can put as much gas on this set as yeah, I want. Yeah. Augie's gonna be able to follow anything. And uh, that dude could follow Jesus. Good yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and he. I just remember, dude. I remember walking off stage, and uh, and it was like big pop at the end. And yeah. Carl's like, "God damn," you know. Yeah. And then uh, Augie is going, getting ready to get on stage. These guys like, well, you know, suit is like, you know what I mean, like like tweed jacket yeah. that he wears on stage. And he's like, "That was a very good set of stand up <laughs> comedy." <laughs> He goes, yeah, he's like, Philip, that was very good. And then <laughs> he gets on stage like, wow, now I know how I used to feel when people had to follow me. And, uh, <laughs> and dude, like, that was awesome, you know? Hell and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that, dude, that carried me for years to, to be like, uh, I mean, and then, and then uh, you know, we were chatting afterwards. You know, <laughs> it was, you know, Chadwick's doesn't, you know, I mean, it's. I mean, you do two shows, and I think the highest paid people might make eight hundred bucks, if that. Yeah. I know I'm not making that, so I'm, I don't even know what it is, but it's not much to headline yeah. that room. And uh, it was so funny because at the height of Bob and Tom, he was getting door deals, yeah. and he was get, he was getting paid pretty well. Augie was, and we were sitting around after the show, and he's looking around. And he goes, "I did this show in 2004 and made twenty three hundred dollars in a night." <laughs> 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 but he was just like, he goes, this is crazy that you're doing this as a feature. And at the time, I'm like, I don't know, man. This is just what you're supposed to do. Because I was mainly featuring at clubs where it was like yeah. the expectation was like you you need to crush. Yeah. And uh, and he and you know and so then and then I started headlining it and I'm like, oh my god, dude. Like I was I was so worried I couldn't follow features sometimes. Yeah. But then when I started headlining more, I was like, I was like, it's way harder to follow someone eating their dick for 25 yeah. minutes dude i mean it's and you know and you know you're with the person usually for a weekend and you're like i don't want to be a dick to this guy you know but there's sometimes yeah. you're like you almost need to mention it you know yeah. and uh and so yeah i don't know man i mean that i remember that augie that augie saying that you know i was just i mean that carried me for dude like shit two years a year yeah. i mean i just it was it was a while that's crazy I, that um <coughs> you, you it, it's basically you also had those same types of feelings that that I have. Maybe that's just universal, where you, you know you're sitting there and you're like, "Well, what the fuck am I doing?" We're having very different feelings. Your feeling was, "I don't deserve this," and my feeling at the time was, "I fucking deserve everything." <laughs> <laughs> you're humble, and I was like psychopath. Like, I mean, I've said this on another podcast, but I mean, I was I was going a little nuts because I was like, dude, I was. <laughs> I remember going by a power like facility, like with transformers and shit, with yeah. like like security fencing around it, and I was like, dude, <laughs> this is so crazy, dude. I was like, what if? What if I burn that down? <laughs> what? Like, wh like, what if I just like fucking, you know, just? I mean, it's a small town. It's not like I'm, you know, they don't even have a hospital. I'm not okay. I'm not. No one's gonna die, right? Well, everyone's gonna die because they don't have a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I don't see burn that down. I'm just saying, you just you disassemble. You just ruin a power facility. 
and you know you put out you know thirty thousand people out of power, or whatever you know, whatever it is. But you, I make the news. Yeah, you know, oh, this crazy comic, you know, and then I'm like, and then they, I don't know, that's probably less than three years. That might be, you know, I got a clean record. Maybe that's maybe that's nothing. Maybe it's just probation. But it's a it's publicity, and then I could be like, I'm the comic who burned down the power station or whatever. I was having all kinds of crazy thoughts. My God. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't go through it because I think you'd have been sadly disappointed when you get paroled and people have forgotten about the guy who burned down. Nah, you, know, you use the footage. <laughs> you use the new, remember me? <laughs> I'll tell you what, my fan base, they'd be stealing the beef. <laughs> oh, it'd be. It'd be on, dude. It would be. We couldn't get together. <laughs> like, Phil, you got to do your shows at least 500 feet from a school. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, if you want the people who uh, like your act to come out, you know, it's. Uh, <laughs> oh. So yeah, dude, I was going a little nuts, and uh, but yeah, that's everybody. Everybody told you that that's the plan to go hard to, yeah. to go out there, work your ass off, and then there's a uh, 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 a rise through the cracks. But I I think. I think we're too late for for that to happen know, to us. Man. That might have happened 15 20 years ago, but now with the way uh agents and the, the way agents and clubs and uh, um are so interconnected in protecting the dates of their uh acts because there's only 52 weeks in a in a year. Right. And a, a club so a club what Fifty because you know you might have Christmas or whatever. Yeah. So there's more than fifty, uh, like big comedians. No, dude. When, when I started, you would see a good comedy club have like one special event a quarter. Yeah. Maybe one a month if it's like a real, you know, big good you know club. Yeah. Dude, now a lot of now a lot of a list clubs now are. I mean, it's it's every weekend and then th throughout the week a lot of times it's like. Topic of the show. Do you think it's sustainable? Uh, man, I, I, I do. I mean, and the, the reason is, is because you have so many people who can create a draw now so quickly, too. Yeah. I mean, you got people who can create a draw before they ever even really do the road. Yeah. You got you got open micers with 50, 60,000 followers on their Instagram. Yeah. I don't see how, I mean, the only way, the only thing that would screw that up is, is you know algorithms or but 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 the thing is if it's not straight up stand up comics doing you know the reels and stuff it's gonna be um, <clears throat> you know like a YouTube channel or whatever now yeah. now I think a lot of clubs learned lessons early on because because when YouTube yeah, was popping did. off yeah they would book YouTubers to to do a show yeah and it would be they would sell tickets. But then everybody who bought a ticket will never come to that venue again because yeah. they're like, "This yeah. is what I came to." Like, because yeah. it's a you know, it's a different medium to if you're doing skits online and you've yeah never... that you can just fast cut mistakes and yeah. stuff out of yeah. yeah. Well, and also it's just it's different. Stand up isn't a play. Yeah, you know, it's not even if they had a great live show. I mean, even if it's a good, even if they had like a great sketch show, which it does exist, and, yeah. and but 
dude, live sketch comedy is not stand up. If people are going to yeah. see stand up, they're gonna be like, this is kind of not. This is weird, you know. Yeah. I mean, if it's if it's a stand up audience, and what's what's really funny is I, you know I've worked with enough of these sort of uh, I don't know what you call. I mean. It's they're not all from TikTok. Content creators, you can just call yeah, them. content creators. Yeah. And I've seen some that are very good, and the ones that are good, it's always like, well, I was doing stand up for ten years, and then I found yeah. this thing. You know, yeah. I found I found this shtick I, I did do online. But the ones that aren't good, it's always so funny because they attract a non stand up audience. Yep. And I and it's funny because I'll see them be like, what, like, what? like, <laughs> like they can't <laughs> they can't handle a quick succession of jokes. Yeah. And dude, it happens. I used, to, you know, I always go next door at the comedy club, like if I'm doing a spot and shoot some, shoot some, Papa shot, you know, <laughs> punch that bag for a buck, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, whatever, you know, you know, I mean, this is where I know everybody over there, right? So this happened so many times where I've opened for one of those acts, I've gone over there, and these people will come up to me and be like, "Hey, man, that was great. I've never been to a stand-up show before. What was he? What was?" So the, yeah, I'm like, that's who you came to see, and they're yeah. like, "Whoa, we really enjoy it, man!" I was laughing so hard, and I'm thinking like, "Yeah," and I made seventy five bucks, and that person probably just walked home with like damn near fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, and that's that's the th- it's going to be sustainable, especially as long as there's thing, especially when you have these mega shows that can create these stars. Like, a- I mean, AGT, they they all have real, all these clubs have realized. You you go you know once once somebody gets that golden ticket or whatever and if it's a stand up, book them now. Book them. Yeah. Book them like like give them an off night between now and and you know J- January yeah. so you can like catch that because you you're getting them for cheap. They're, the guarantee is yep. probably low as hell. And you get them before you get the AGT, which I coined. Don't steal it. The AGT drop. Because yeah, it happens, man. All these guys that that got big off of AGT, I see them now when they come back two, three years after that. Yeah, they are not selling out eight, nine shows. They're selling out. They will just have the normal Thursday, Friday, Saturday shows. Right. And uh, Thursday and and they and when would they would usually sell out Thursday. Both shows Friday, both shows Saturday. Then we have to do two, three shows on Sunday. They're just doing the normal weekend, and they're yeah. not selling out those. That's why shows those clubs anymore. hit them up as soon as. Yeah. They, that's why they try to get it the fall of the season they're currently in. Yeah. And that's a smart thing to do because you want to jump on that, but you know, but then this is where working the road. I think for years before entering into something like that, you you build that work ethic of yep. continuing to write even when nobody's. Paying attention or giving a shit about. I mean, dude, yeah. I, I, I was, uh, I just worked with our buddy Greg uh, in yeah. uh, the uh, Angel of the Winds Casino, and <laughs> it was a rough setup. Yeah. Like it opens up, there's no back wall. Oh shit! And it opens up to their new bowling alley. What? So you're the whole time you're hearing the sounds of bowling, like, and it's everybody can hear it. So you can't hardly hear yourself. But now, the, and so the, when the show started, like I went to the back, and I'm like. Can they even hear us? And I was like, okay, yeah, they can hear us. But it was so chaotic, dude. I was like, I was like, shit, man. Like my current headlining set has like some dips in it, has some questionable yeah. parts because there's a lot of new stuff. And so I just, I was like, I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna like, I, it's like, it's this is like 
45 minutes of hits. Yeah. Like I'm taking every yeah. strong bit I've ever written and just like kind of re putting together my set. I put in some, I mean, but I just, it was kind of funny cause I was like, Greg was there and I'm like, dude, I know he's, he's he, like, he's, he's probably watching me like, he's still doing that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know I mean? like, he's just like, geez, dude. Like, hopefully Greg is one of the people who would understand that situation where, well, he mentioned it and I was like, dude, a gig like this, I I got I, I mean we're gonna we're gonna lose them. They're, yeah, they're, I mean, <laughs> you got bowling in the back. Yeah, that's just chaos. a constant reminder of something else you could be doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it was like as soon as they're like, oh, I don't know, and uh, it wound up being a really fun show. Uh, and then you know I did Jokers, which is not. I mean it's you know it's a yeah. How was that? Uh, it was one of the it was the best weekend I've had a joke. I've been going there since wow. you know, it's the best. It's funny. I was talking to one of the wow. newer, newer comics from Spokane. Went down to MC. And uh, I was like, I was like, this isn't exactly the type of club you do over and over again if you're serious about your career. <laughs> like, but that's the truth. Speaking of Kelsey, who was very focused on building her career, she did Jokers once, and she's like, okay, that's what that is, yep. and did not book it anymore. And yep. when I when I could headline Jokers, I'm like, sweet, that's a weekend a year. Yep, covered. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and and that's not you know you want to kind of go. This is a stepping stone. Uh, you know, like, but, but, you know, for me, I'm like, shit, man, I could be home. Like, I left Saturday after the show and just went home. You know, it's yeah. like, it's nice. And I gave, uh, gave Rob my room, actually, uh, cause I was like, I just, I just wanted to get out of there. But, uh, yeah, it was funny. Like, it was, it was fun. It was a fun show. I actually got, dude, I got t Saturday night, I got tipped $60 from Whoa. different. <laughs> so, wow. The, this was, so, it was a, there was a, it was a wild mix of white people. Yeah. Uh, because there was like, there was a a, a group. Uh, there was a bachelor party, and oh, it was like shit. bros, dude. It wasn't like, yeah. like, and these guys were like rowdy, but in like the most fun and respectful way. Okay. And then there was like f a lady with like a face tattoo husband <laughs> and her elderly grand, like a ninety two year old Holy grandfather. Shit. And then there's like these three older ladies, and like. You know, like Russian older ladies. Yeah. You know, big boobs. They weren't Russian, yeah. but they, you know. Yeah. Hey, you know, they, they just like they're just like ha ha. ha <laughs> you know, like the Hercules, Hercules, like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so it was just a wild mix of people, you know. Wow. And uh, so, and then, and then there was a group of like groom, like dog groomers, stoners. One guy owned the dog oh. grooming business and was treating his, and th these people looked like they had to start a dog grooming business when we got legalized. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do now, man? I mean, <laughs> they, they, they groomed the dogs and then looked like they took the hair and... <laughs> right there. Anyway, it was a fun group, but the guy before me flips this, this dude into one of the bros who was wearing like a captain hat, Whoa. flips a 25... Well, he flips a uh, coin, like a like a gambling token, whatever they call it, chip. Yeah. Chip. He flips it up on stage. Guy, the opener doesn't catch it. Falls on the ground, picks it up, and he's like, whoa, 25 bucks? Sweet. And then he does a set. Then I'm at like 10 minutes into my set. He goes, Phil, Phil, hey. And then, he's, and then he flips it. I catch it, put it in my back pocket, don't look at it. And then I start, <laughs> I'm like, dude, if this is less than what you just gave Brandon, I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> And he's like, no, that's the risk you take. I'm like, no, that's the risk you take. You, you just gamble. Are you going to make Philip Kopsinski cry tonight? 
And so it was just like it was just a really damn. It was just a fun. It was a fun show. You know, we yeah. all we it was just like one of these things that all came together. Uh, and you don't uh, hear that too often about. Jokers, Jokers, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think with the new booking and they they're really putting in work with their in-house advertising. They okay. got a lot of PPP money, so they okay. I think they're doing a bit more advertising. Okay. Uh, but it was funny because they were like, you know, it's uh, a lot of Hispanics in the Tri Cities. Yeah. And the first night, <laughs> I mentioned and there was a lot of Hispanics in the audience. Zero on uh, on on Saturday, Saturday. which yeah. is weird because. They take over. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. After yeah. that show, they all come in and get the dancing. So uh, it's yeah. like, come in early so you can get your spot. <laughs> I think it's so funny that like Friday night they're like, you need to go till at least nine. Okay, we paid yeah. you to do an hour. You're a headliner. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and then Saturday they're like, get the fuck off stage yeah. by eight fifty five. And when you're on stage. <laughs> You just see all these like brats dolls like starting to line yep. up against the window, and you're like, <laughs> you're like, whoa, those guys have nice shoes. Like, <laughs> I better get out of here, dude. And <laughs> just tons of fake eyelashes galore, and uh, and then it's salsa night, and I was, I started. I started like saying that kind of shit. I'm like, well, I gotta get out of here because I dance with one of these women. They're so fertile that uh, I got a baby's here, and I, really, <laughs> I just touched one and whatever, and. Uh, and and, I, and then after after the show, the guy who ro- has been running that for ten years come yeah. up to me and he's like, "Hey man, a good time, it's good." And he's like shaking my hand. I'm like, "Oh fuck, you heard all that shit I was just saying about <laughs> your salsa night." My bad. But, was, <laughs> <laughs> but this is wild, dude. Uh, I was when we dropped off Cole. Uh, I, I, Amanda was sad. Did it, you cry? Uh, no. I would have if I had felt it, but I wasn't. I wasn't like repressing. I because they, I wasn't sad. I was worried. I was really worried. He was not academically. He's ready. Yeah. But like you know, he he hadn't socialized all summer, and he we he was just kind of becoming a bit of a hermit. Yeah. And it was like it was just weird. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like, is he gonna be okay? You know, he was just all he was doing socially. He'd go to the Magic the Gathering at the comic book shop, yeah, which is fine. And we we were like, you need to do something, you know. But it's like you go to that, and it's like I got no problem with Magic the Gathering, yeah. but but when you see like thirty five year old dudes walking out who didn't make friends, it's like yeah. I know adults yeah. that play Magic. They play with like a group that they've played with for a long time at yeah. someone's house, yeah. right? So it, I'm just like, oh, dude, is this where he's headed? <laughs> Is he gonna be the friendless guy at the, at the comic book man, shop? I seriously can't see it. Check this out. So we, uh, so and I, I, I told him, I go, I go, bring your mandolin. He's a good mandolin player. I go, open your, just leave your dorm room open, play it. You're gonna see women will just come in and be like, ah, I don't have panties. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's weird. I'm like, dude, you should take all your instruments. He's like, no, nah, that's weird. I'll take the mandolin, just whatever. So I hit up. So uh, a week into, I'm like, how's it going? He's like, uh, will you please bring my fiddle? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It gets crazier. <laughs> Dude, he, I, go, uh, I go, all right. Yeah, okay. And he goes, will you also bring a guitar? And I'm like, I'm like, you don't really mess around with the guitar. He's like, yeah, but I got some friends that are going to teach me how to learn. He's like, I made this friend Miguel, and we're hanging out all the time. And um, I've been asked to join a mariachi band. Whoa! And, and and I'm like, what, dude? And I looked in, and he get, wow. he, he gets like money towards his tuition to be in a mariachi oh. band. So it's like a it's like a thing on campus. I yeah. looked it up, and it's 
supposed to be like an outreach to Latino students, but they need a violinist right now. Oh, and they're like, sh- dude, we need a violinist. We, so I, he's not in it yet, but when he's in it. Oh, I'm, he's going to be in it. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Well, but but he's like, he's they, like, they, they are a real mariachi band. Like, I was looking at videos of them, like sombrero. Yeah. Dressed like a bullfighter. I'm like, is this shit going to oh, get him canceled in 20 years? I don't think so, because they asked him to do it. Well, sure, but maybe a black guy asked the prime minister of Canada to put black makeup on his face. <laughs> or an Indian guy. An Indian guy. That's what it was. Maybe, maybe an Indian guy was like, oh, you're Aladdin? Uh, here's some shoe polish. <laughs> well, maybe they, if they didn't deport that guy, he would have had a good alibi. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the one they killed. Have you, have you, have you heard that? That's the one the yeah. Indians killed. Yeah. <laughs> they send an assassin. <laughs> By the way, dude, it's so weird because like you're like what they're like. India has assassins. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I, I get, they it, have no gangs. Yeah. Like what's like every ethnic group, every every like white guys have bikers. Yeah, they're, Chi- they're Chinese gangs. There's the Japanese gangs. Yeah, yeah. but you never hear of like an Indian gang outside of like the guy at the gas station trying to sell you phone cards <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> like, Hey, we got this glass. <laughs> we got this little rose in a glass. You're like, uh, no, I know your grift. <laughs> but like, they, and so it's wild to think that some guy came over and I don't know. They don't. I don't know how they got killed. If they was like shot up. Oh, I, what? <laughs> they could have got shot up with that because I I read the article. It didn't say nothing about a gun. No, they gun. just said shot up. No, I'm. They just said he got shot. Oh, they, he did get shot. They never okay. said. They could wow. be blow darts, but yeah. they never, they <laughs> they never didn't said. say what he was shot with. Yeah, so yeah, he's gonna be a mariachi band. That and is dope. It'll man. be cool. Yeah, it'll be cool. Uh, but uh, stuff like that makes interesting adults. Yeah. Well, and he uh, he's gonna be in a frat. Oh. Yeah, I guess he's been hanging out the frat. Hopefully, house, it's not like, you know one of these that are yeah, like it's a hey you gotta it's a different world you gotta stick a pinky in a butthole in order to get 5% on coffee in the future. Well, if that's the case, give me that Cambodian drag. <laughs> Dude, she did not look like a lady. She looked like a lady. Yeah, yeah. The whole time, I was like, that's a lady. That's a, that's a lady. They're trying to do like a reverse psychology thing on us. Like, oh, that's a drag queen, but we actually got a lady that's going to look like... No, man, when I was in Thailand, I was like... Transgender people need to come here and do some research. <laughs> <laughs> they got this shit figured out over man. here, man. <laughs> I mean, it was it was pretty it was pr- pretty good. Dude. Yes, <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, if I was a single man, I would be like, I am an ally <laughs> <laughs> to all. <laughs> I, it, was, it was, but uh, no, so it's a different world because um, he's like, I've been hanging out the, and we've been playing games at the frat house. And I'm like, oh, beer pong or whatever. He's like, no, I'm playing Among Us. I'm oh, like, wow. Isn't that like what, a logic game for dorks or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's you a different like world. A, you would like Among Us because you can be a sociopath the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, uh, uh, so apparently it's the frat that like has the most amount of teachers. Oh. And he wants to be a teacher. Yeah. So. Right. yeah, that just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it, it, you know, it's frats are, I mean, you know, we had like a dork frat at the college I went to. So, yeah. did you join a frat? 
No, no. I, I, I mean, I was a real. I, you know, I mean, I was coming out of the hills, and so <laughs> you know, people had a lot of fancy ideas and shit. You know? <laughs> I was just so. I was like not acclimated to any of that stuff, and I'm like, this. Yeah. I don't really get what's happening here, you know, and you know, and, and I, I mean, you talk about imposter syndrome, you know. I was at college, and I'm like. Fuck, dude, my uncle was a tiler. And, <laughs> you know, my dad went to community college and whatever, you know, dropped out of community college, you know, and I'm like, I shouldn't be here, you know. And, I, yeah. and, uh, <clears throat> and so it was funny because then my sophomore year, I had things a little more figured out and I tried to rush my sophomore year. But when I say I tried to rush, I don't mean I went to like the functions where they were rushing. <laughs> I just knocked on the door. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, how do I do fraternity? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I don't know, man. Just go to one of the, who are you? You know. <laughs> I mean, they're literally like, do you go to this college? I'm like, you may have seen my work at the improv show. You know? <laughs> that was the closest thing I had. I mean, I, I mean, that was my thing. I did improv yeah. the whole time. And we had our own house. Oh. Uh, I never lived in it, but. It was all the improvisers okay. rented a house and called it the Fush. Uh, oh. It was a fucked up shit house. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was a good time. I mean, we had uh, <clears throat> so we, it was like that was like where we could go and we'd always hang out and uh, and then uh, uh, we started doing shows like once a week on the on campus that were like Damn. packed. You know, it was like two hundred people. Wow, every week. Yeah, so it was. We had some good, but like we had good years. Like it was. It was a wild group. Because we would go to other colleges, or I'd look at other colleges, and I was like, "It's not as good." Yeah. And then you know, you t- it, yeah, you know, and cut to like ten years later is like, one guy's been on Rogan as a documentary filmmaker. Another guy's uh, written for multiple like hit series. Uh, this is a couple journalists for wow. like oh, higher, yeah. you know, like it was all. And one, dude, one guy is like a fucking. He's not a brain surgeon. He like does the research that's used to create. So, I mean, it's oh. just like it's. It oh. was a wild group. Yeah, remember Viva La Bam? Yeah. Yes, one of the guys was a writer for that. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was a good it was a good group of, uh, of people. So that was like our our class. So that was so that's why it was just this kind of weird, you know, uh, uh, like a group of talent and yeah. then, and then you know i think years later it probably dissipated to a little more normal college yeah. college improv you know yeah cuz after a while it, it's hard to keep like, like like with the first season of SNL you had some of the biggest yeah, yeah. everybody comedy. became a star yeah. yeah and then when you get to season 49 or whatever <laughs> it, there, it, there's no way you're yeah. going to get the best comedians yeah. walking but on your show. You talk about a sustainable bump in your career. Man, there's yeah. a, there's people that have done SNL and just with that credit, if you just had one sketch ske- sketch, Jesus Christ. <laughs> if you just had one sketch or one segment on on the on the news thing and you were done in a year. Yeah. I mean, the people that are in that position, they, yeah. they sell tickets. I mean, do you know who Finesse Mitchell is? I've heard of his name. Yeah, so well, he 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 was like two seasons on on SNL wow. and he still dude, he I don't know what he's done after that, but he still is working all the. I know he was on UPN with those uh, types of shows. Okay, okay. Well, that makes it. Yeah, it's so. Yes, but he's doing. He's doing all the you know improvs and and laugh factor. You know, he's doing all. He's doing all the top clubs and funny bones and all that stuff. 
And I mean, you know, I'm sure it's it's funny because like to a guy like that who is, you know, when you get on SNL, you think, well, fuck, yeah. the sky's the limit from here, you know? Yeah. And so then when you go back to comedy, I wonder if there's got to be a thing where like, because people, I feel, what's really sad about comedy, like if I got all of a sudden into like improvs in these A-list clubs and they were asking me and I had somebody raging at all yeah. and I could work as much as or as little as I wanted, yeah. I'd be like, this is the life I have always wanted. Yeah. But it's funny because you see stars like that, and it's almost like stand up is like this thing they had to resort to doing. Yeah, like you, you like in an old movie where the person yeah. was a star, but now they've gone back to stage performances, <laughs> and they're sitting in the green room like, "Fuck, what happened to my life?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just you know that that to me, I do have a little bit of resentment for that kind of performer. Who who leans on the on the art form as as like a like a you know or they they look down they like yeah. oh this is the thing I this is my shitty thing I have to yeah do. this is my plan C yeah right yeah. I don't I don't like that you know it's a it's kind of I mean you know I'm I'll say it I'll drop a name ooh Tim Meadows oh for sure you know yeah I, for I worked sure. with him and dude that was the vibe he and the thing is yeah. it bummed me out because. I think Tim, I, I like Tim Meadows. Like yeah. as na- every time I see Tim Meadows in a movie, I'm like, this would be good. Yeah. You know, or you're like, every, every time I appear in a movie, I'm like, hey, it's ladies' man. Or but whatever. I think with a guy like that, you think, well, I shared the stage with Will Ferrell and, and you know, right. the, these superstars. People, yeah. yeah. So I should be able to have this, the same career level that they have but i mean will farrell he's got his hands in almost every yeah. part of the funny business right from starring movies the executive producing uh television and and podcast and just everything and then you have somebody like tim meadows who basically capped out at two characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After 29 years. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, is that your range? Because if that's your range, then you should expect that your range is going to be limited, you know, going down the road. People, you know, every time I see him in a movie, you know, he's kind of playing the same person. You know, just, oh, this is Tim Meadows. Just, you know, just... Cool ish black guy in yeah, whatever. Yeah. And, but and then, Will Ferrell would play Will Ferrell could play <laughs> everything. Will Ferrell could be a coolish black guy. Yeah. He's, he's got range. Fuck, dude. man. Like that dude, there's a reason why he's still working in movies and stuff. He can if he wanted to, he could he could produce and direct and star in a movie. And it would be seen in theaters. Yeah, and Tim well, and Tim Meadows seemed he just seemed like he resented the fact that he had to do stand up. You know, whereas like Tracy Morgan, he's like, he's all about it. Yeah. I mean, he's diving in and he was, he was a superstar, you know? And so that, you know, I just, it would, superstars come back and do stand up and it's like this and they just dive in and do, give it their all and do the best they can. I mean, that I'm like, if you're going to do it, then do it like that. But I don't, I don't, you know, it's, it's just uh, don't do it for the paycheck just because you got to pay alimony. Yeah. It's not, that's totally what it is. Start a podcast. I mean, start a podcast. You'll get more than 68 follows on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't understand. I get it. The agent sat, sat him down and was like, look, this is money that's coming to you right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get four or five grand a weekend right now. Yeah. Or 
You can sit in your Malibu mansion and hope that you get a couple million for a movie in which you play the same person that you always play in a movie. So it's your choice. Do you want to go out here and do this? Or do you want to? And on the road, you might just get a random blowjob because yeah. you're Tim Meadows. So do you want to sit in this house? Which with... is probably what led to the alimony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he's got... uh, yeah, I... I feel the same way with John Lovitz when I um Oh really? Yeah, I I felt oh, man. I felt like he Well, with my thing, it was very specific. I really thought I'm not gonna say racist, but definitely perturbed by me being present at the because the way it went down, they booked me to host and uh he he comes in and he's you know I knew something was wrong immediately. Was this the parlor? No, this was at um Spokane Comedy Club. Oh shit! And he's okay, just man. staring at me. You know he's looking at me the whole time when he comes in and we're introducing everybody. He's just <laughs> looking at me like, what's going on with with this guy? You know, and and so I go and host the set, oh sit God. down, and um, by the time I sat down, the manager at the time came up and was like, yeah, um. He said you. He said he doesn't um, want you on the on the show. So just come back for the late shows when it's just um, uh, Katan, not Katan. Um, ah, why am I messing up his name right now? Z- Z- Zoltan? Zoltan, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, even Zoltan said he was an asshole, independent from me. <laughs> you know, that's so, so wild, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's the first well, time. Well, you know that what? Happened. Maybe it's because you were in the green room. Yep, yep, that is true. I was I, in the green with Tim Meadows, I was not allowed in. What? Oh, shit. I mean, <laughs> and wait. No, they told me to come in. Yeah. Yeah, because my policy is I, I don't go in the green room. I was told do not go in. And, oh, and then the, he may, he wouldn't go on stage until like somebody from the club walked him up. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, what happened to this tiny man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he is very small. I mean, and I'm not a big guy. Yeah. But I was like, ooh, do we need to do we need to lift him? Up? <laughs> 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 I, was, I was it's weird how many celebrities are like small people. Yeah. Yeah, it is really wild. Yeah. So it, this Cambodian Drag queen's got a future. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if she keeps doing those splits. Good God. <clears throat> Man. Well, uh what do you what do you got going on um Oh Moscow Comedy Festival? Uh, oh, I did yeah. have a Bend comedy show and uh Don't Tell set in Portland. Oh had to cancel. Oh. Yeah. Uh were they gonna record the Don't Tell? No, no, no. It wasn't oh. recorded one now. So I would have I would have I would have I would have figured that shit out. <laughs> uh that would be bummer if maybe they do record it. I don't know. I don't think that. I, oh. no no way. They would have had to tell me. I would have to believe they would have told me. Uh no, it was just they do random don't tell uh shows. Okay. But it would have been a nice way to like meet those people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh no, I had to cancel because it's so uh far and oh. I didn't know uh I got a new car because my old car. Wait. The ridge line's going away? Uh ridge line is totaled. Wait, what happened to the ridge line? I thought the ridge line was outside. That's a, I, guess I, I just replaced it with the ridge line. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, dude, I got I uh, yeah I, I hit a boulder with my front tire, and uh, where? <clears throat> oh, dude, I was going around a corner too fast, and it just it it this it, the way with my I don't know what 
It's so wild, dude. If if I if I when I, and so my car slid because I think my tires are bald. Because the guy said your tires are bald. <laughs> when, when he put, and I'm like, ah, we'll wait till winter. <laughs> so I was going around this corner too fast, and it. If I had slid and it hit the undercarriage, it'd be fine. Probably would have been. I probably made it. I'm not even wow. been an insurance claim. Yeah, because it's wild, dude. You go around my car, 270 degrees. It's perfect. That where the tire is, it hit. It, I think because maybe it, it was turned, and the way that it hit, it uh, broke the axle. So the a- the axle is separated, and that's enough to total a car. Well, when the airbags deploy. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, dude. So I mean, I've had I've hit a deer where there were more body damage. Yeah, there was not. There's not a lot, of body, which is what's expensive, you know, for that kind of stuff. It was yeah. funny. I well, and I even talked to the I was, I was at the body shop earlier this week, and well, they said it got totaled, and so I went to the body shop, and I'm like, hey man, I gotta get my shit out of here because it's totaled. And the body shop guy's like, who told you that? So, yeah. you know, because he's always looking at the body work, but yeah. he's not looking at that. They didn't even, they just looked at some pictures and they're like, yeah, that's. Wow, that's that the, seems. Yeah, yeah. But those, when an airbag deploys. Yeah, because you got to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, the, but with the axle drivetrain completely, the metal completely broken, like it just, it was like, like I could, I wow. tried to drive it. I could drive it for a little bit. I thought I had just flat tires. And then it was like, you just felt like, Honk. Oh, and yeah. then it was like, just dude on the ground. And, and the way it was a engineering mess, is now. The way they put the engine in the car with everything else, yeah, they probably looked at it and was like, well, the act, the way the axle sits, they would have had to take out the entire engine. And once you do that, yeah. well, that- no, I think I think underneath, and who knows what the damage was in, yeah. the, in the in the under the hood, but underneath there was so much. I mean, there's so much yeah. shit that was just ruined. Yeah, you know there. And I mean, I mean airbags like, itself are not cheap dude, at all. Yeah, and also, have you ever been in a car when airbags went off? Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, it they, like, it's no. That is not. <laughs> every movie lies to you about how airbags come Holy out. Holy shit! They make dude. it look like oh, these are big fluffy pillows. It's like mm-mm. Yeah. It's like George Foreman <laughs> yeah, just right, punched dude. you in the face. I think that. I mean, I didn't get injured somehow, uh, but uh, uh, like. I was kind of, I probably had like a mild concussion from the airbag yeah. next to my face just popping my head, you know? Uh, I mean, I, I didn't I didn't have any concussions. I just... Uh, oh, so all the airbags to put... Yeah. Every airbag in the whole car to put. Yeah, the, I think, I think, <laughs> like, I think that's the Dude, the one now. in the seat. There's one in the seat? Yeah, like right next to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that was probably the most dangerous thing that happened was the airbags deploying. Yeah. If they hadn't deployed, I would have just probably moved around. I don't know. Maybe I would have hit my head on the thing, but that was it. Was wow. dude, it was wild. I was like, oh shit, I'm sliding. Boom! Like it, <laughs> it was, it was wild. And and uh, when did this happen? Not last Friday, but the Friday before, maybe. And in a week's time, you were able to find a ridge line in the same color. No, no, no! It's black. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's black. Uh, I, I got a discount. Amanda hasn't been in it yet, but uh, it was owned by a smoker, clearly. Oh. So uh, I was like, oh, sweet, yeah, because you know it's not like there. You know, my car had a hundred thousand miles on it, so like it's not like. Wow, because you just got it. Yeah, dude. But I've been, uh, yeah, I've been going. I'm going pretty hard. <laughs> uh, so I was, yeah. So a hundred thousand, well, ninety five thousand miles. So uh, you know, it's I'm gonna be short a little bit, but I was like, I want the same thing. Yeah. But if I buy a goddamn a brand new one, it's so f- expensive. So yeah. I was like, you know, try to get one like. I'm surprised you didn't um, like look at Ford. Ford has a couple of trucks in that size. 
You know, I like that. I just like the ridge line so much, dude. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's I and I know I don't have to like figure out new shit. Like yeah. I've been through two rental cars since this happened because they yeah. w- I, they turn it in. They're like, no, we want you to go to this other place. Here. So and and then each rental car, I'm like, I gotta figure out how this car is different. Yeah. And th- this, I'm like in my old car. Yeah, and Honda and Honda makes great cars. That yeah, people I like it. People like to throw shade at Honda, but Honda makes amazing cars there's a reason why they have a f1 engine that that's a a four liter that puts out over a thousand horsepower so they they know how to make engines before this ridgeline their lawnmowers have been treating me pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> they know in, they know engines yeah man uh yeah so i you know i i was like whatever dude i'll just i'll just i mean i just i when i found it online i'm like well I know these are, are like they get bought up so quickly. Was so, it in town? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, so, that's yeah, yeah. No, yeah. And it, they, they, there was actually I found two in town and one like it popped up. Yeah. And I was like, I'll call tomorrow. It was gone. And wow. So then I was like, I, I was like, I gotta get this. And yeah. they had already discounted it quite a bit. I was like, I'm not even gonna. Huh. Be, I, I was like, I know I'm not gonna negotiate. I can't. It's not like you know. You. It's so funny because I don't go, even negotiate. I don't even try to. What, do that I mean, thing. what are you gonna do? Like anymore, they're gonna be like, we will take off two hundred dollars, and uh, we have these plush toys. You're like, God, yeah. dude, this isn't even worth it, dude. Yeah. When people go, man, I got. I was able to <laughs> get them down by eight hundred dollars. It's like that's a payment and a half. You're talking about. <laughs> yeah, dude, you know, that, it's not worth. It's not worth the. That whole yeah, well, let yeah. me talk to my manager thing, dude. Yeah, I hate yeah, that yeah. so much. It's like, dude, just tell that manager <laughs> if the number looks right, I will sign it. Good yeah, God, dude. Well, stop. Because I, I was in a rental car, so I was like, I need you to drive this to my house. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, and he's like, can you drive me back? And I was like, take a thousand dollars off. <laughs> I already got this clip down and, <laughs> called Master Negotiator. And, but then he's like, ha, 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 And I'm like, I'll give you a ride back. And the main reason I gave him a ride back, <laughs> main reason I gave him a ride back, his name was Juan. Oh, And my son's right. my son's in a mariachi band. Yeah. So I felt like, hey, man. That's you your know, people. What goes around comes around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, man. so anyway, so I was like, I didn't right. know it was. I didn't know you even got in an accident. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I was like, I didn't really tell anybody except for the people that were on this Ben show and the yeah. and then the because I was like, dude, I gotta. I'm doing most of my gigs from when that accident happened till uh till we do Great Falls in October. Yeah. Great are, Falls are nearby are like pretty close. Yeah, you know, Jokers and all that. So, yeah. uh, yeah. So I did a. Yeah, it was funny. I went to Seattle twice last this last week. I went to wow. I did, I did Seattle. I did see a show in Seattle Monday, and then I went back for Arlington for the casino. And that that Arlington show was a terrible setup, but <laughs> it was a fun show, man. And I gotta say, shout out to those people. If I don't know if they wound up, they followed me on Instagram. Thank you for talking to me <laughs> after the show at that roulette machine because I, <laughs> I would have pissed away a hundred dollars. I know I would have. But they started talking to me, and then I was like, "This is weird. I don't want to gamble next to them." <laughs> I mean, they were they were like, "He was getting asking me all these questions about comedy and how you get into it, and you know, and where, and then you know, and then you're just talking about other shit." Yeah. And uh, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, 
Dude, this guy just saw me do comedy with a bowling alley in front of me. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> Like, how much sadder can this get if I lose $100? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, like so I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> and so then I just went to bed. So thank you to, for talking to me and, and making me leave. Uh, so, Anything yeah. this week? Uh, the Moscow Comedy Festival. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Moscow Comedy Festival. And, Ryan's uh, hosting. Yeah. Ryan McCombs hosting. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not on that show. I'm on the Thursday night show with okay. uh, Colin Moulton uh, and uh, somebody else. Okay. I'm going to say Jamal Harrington. I don't know if that's a real name. I might have just totally made that up. No, you that's a real guy. That you know him? Okay. Yeah. Does he have a does he have a cornrows? No. He's pretty baldish. Uh, I said the wrong name. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That yeah. Hey Alvin, uh, I know I know you're listening to this cuz you do everything. How come you don't love me, man? Huh? How come you don't love me? Is it because I talk about my foreskin too much? <clears throat> I, I got plenty of jokes that's not about foreskin, man. You know what would be funny? You should just come do my show. You should just do my set on Thursday. Because <laughs> would have me escorted out. <laughs> Alvin's not there. Oh. So it'd just be, you just show up and be like, yeah, I'm Phil Kopsinski. Yeah, they, yeah, they don't know. <laughs> well, they will know. Photos Mike, wrong all the time. No, the guy, Mike, I've been to the owner of the Best Western's house. Oh. So he'll be like, you're not. <laughs> Phil's like, not six four. Like HGH. <laughs> Things happen. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Moscow Comedy Festival right. and then uh, Philip Cobb Comedy. You should go there and see all the things that are happening. And so in October, I just uh, I landed uh, two theater gigs. Ooh. And uh, and uh, I didn't just land. I've had that for a while. But then the leading up to these Friday Saturday. I'm doing a little three-day stint in Oregon. Okay. And uh, it's winding up to be like a great week for me. Yeah. And so that Sunday after the Saturday show up in like Blaine or somewhere in Western Washington, there's a Cardinals-Seahawks game. Oh, and wow. I'm thinking about going at it. I got it. If it's, it's funny because I was like, I was stoked they won this weekend. But I was like, it's going to make those tickets pretty expensive. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? Oh, yeah, dude, every game they win, you see ticket prices go tick, 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 tick. Yeah, yeah, because they become in demand That's the more. definition of fair weather fans. Well, yeah, that's what – well, yeah, because I, I I was thinking about – I should have bought the tickets at the beginning of the season because I was looking at this weekend like, man, that'd be sick yeah. to have like a great weekend of comedy and then like go to a football game. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, so anyway. Yeah, that's. I'll be doing a set at the Seahawks game at the <laughs> cheapest section possible. <laughs> um. I have a show tomorrow in Seattle. I'm with um, Emmett Montgomery. It's that show. I I don't know where it's at, but I'll find. I'll figure it out. And I'm doing a, a the Black Night Out or something also in Seattle the next night. I, that's probably gonna be a shit show because black people don't. No, no, not because of the show, but <laughs> I, I always find that when I perform for an all black audience, they just Look at me and go, too much. Do you think it'll be an all-black audience in Seattle? I, I, I mean, no, I don't think it's going to be. But that's what they're pitching is a all-black lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you think it would be marketed to a uh, black community? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You certainly would think that. And or a lot of black people, a lot of black people, kind of find. I mean, times have changed, of course. But when I started earlier in my career, people were just like, "Nah, that's too." That's, you're not talking about anything real. 
So, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I don't know, you know, because I, I listen to black comics and a lot of the them are talking about like relationships and shit. And yeah. I feel like I don't know nothing about relationships. Yeah. I, I can't talk about anything I don't know anything about, but. Um, well, that Immigrant Montgomery show, if you can't find it, just follow the smell of mothballs. <laughs> and when you, when you find a man that what looks like uh, what I think we can all agree is a mushroom wizard. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're there. Yeah, that's all. That's, that's, all a, that. that's an interesting lineup, you and Emma Montgomery. That's a, yeah. That is eclectic. That's they, fun. They got, they got some other people, but I, I, I didn't look at the the flyer. <laughs> I was traveling. Yeah, no, I get yeah. it, dude. You just you're you're like, all right, yeah, I got a date filled. Yeah, the big show October fifth in Spokane. That's that's my last show in Spokane for the year. If you if you want to see me, come see me. I'm going to be doing a, a a Halloween type set. Yeah, that that Garland show is going to be nuts, dude. You guys got to make it to that. Get your tickets. I mean, the the advertisement he has for it, the video that we did. It's one of a kind. Nobody's doing shit like this. It's 3D. That's how far we're going. So check it out. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. Bro Dads, Midnight Edition. Bro Dads, you big bitch.